Welcome to another Alive at Springwood podcast, brought to you by Springwood Presbyterian Churches, where we don't believe churches are buildings. Churches are people. Disciples of Jesus bound together in diversity by God's love, while pursuing faithfulness and vulnerability, celebration and lament, reading the Bible and prayer. May you be encouraged and God glorified by this edition. Welcome to everyone on Zoom as well. It's so nice to be on this side of the screen and not that side as we have been for the last three years. So nice to join you all in a bit of conga rather than anything else. Um, so I wanted to tell you a little bit about this picture. This, this picture is our family, not our full family. Sophie's not there. But this was a very special day. This was the first day that... Uh, the, the high school has got to go back to school after 101 weeks online. Um, the Philippine schools are going back this month. So that's, that's even longer. Uh, we were part of a pilot program that allowed people to come back earlier. Now, Sophie was part of middle school, and so she didn't get to come back until two or three weeks later. Uh, but it was just marvellous... Uh, to have some people back in the classroom after such a long period of time. Um, and it was, it was a particularly difficult time because if you're under 18 or if you're over 65, you weren't uh, allowed out from the house. So it was really quite a tricky time in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. But I did want to... Oops. I was told told not to wave it round in the air, but to actually make sure that I was aiming it at the computer. Sorry, Warren. I've broken it already. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. We'd, it's an iceberg. Well, what else would I show you if we're doing a presentation on the Philippines, right? <laughs> you, you know about icebergs. There's 10% above the waterline and there's 90% below the waterline. And so as we were going and doing ministry in the Philippines, we were the, the 10% that were seen, but we were very, very conscious that you were part of the 90% that actually helped us and sustained us and kept us afloat through your prayers and support. And so tonight we want to share with you some of the, the ministries that you've been partnering with. But we do really want to acknowledge that partnership, and we are just so thankful for that. And actually joining you on Zoom was actually part and parcel of that. It was really nice to actually join you on Zoom when basically we're stuck at home and there's nothing else. Uh, it was really the encouragement that kept, kept me going. But first, I should give you some background information. Oops, too many clicks. This is what you say. Sorry. So uh, this is the fills, and um, as you can see, it's a lot of islands, over 7,000 islands. And about, depending on uh, who you read, between 120 and 187 languages um, across that area. So it's by no means a cohesive um, monolingual or monocultural space. Um, all the light green areas you can see, is most of the tribes in those light green areas would come from a Catholic um, background. And, uh, but you can see there's two other colours on that map. And the uh, red 
colours would indicate places where um, groups of people live who have a more animist um, belief system, and the dark green are groups of people who have a um, who are Islamic belief system. So we were down in the bottom area in there, and uh, that's where we were um, living. We just stayed in the eastern part because we don't go to the west, yeah, for security reasons. Mm. So this is our school photo from last year. Uh, probably a little bit different from some of your school photos. Um, uh, yeah, so there's 50 missionary families that make up the school. And along with that, there's business and local kids as well. And they come from a variety of backgrounds. And all of the families are doing, on average, two or three different ministries. Um, everything from church planting to translation, um, income generation to discipleship, seminary work, just you name it, there's one of them. Health, healthcare, yeah. So it's just, it was really quite an incredible bunch to be involved with. And as, as Liz has said already, truly international, during this time when we had people all over the world, teaching and learning. It's, it's quite an amazing time. Uh, some of these students would have stayed in their houses for two years. So the last time they would have been out of their house was when they came to school in March 2020. And then the next time would have been 101 weeks later when they came back to school. Not ours, I would hate no, to No, <laughs> not the Australians. <laughs> but those that kept the rules, they stayed at home. Yeah, yeah. We did stay at home, just so you don't think we're like just completely lawless. We did work very hard to obey the rules for a very long time and then started to just push the kids out of the door a little bit when we started to get a bit concerned about them not seeing friends for, you know, a long time. Swathes of time. Yeah. Mm. So we want to tell you stories about some of the, the ministries that these families have. So we picked out two ministries. Here's a photo of a building. Um, this, this particular building is in uh, an area that we couldn't actually get to. So this isn't a photo that I've been able to take myself. This is a photo that I've got in, off the internet from the area. There are 100, no, sorry, there's 1.5 million people that speak a particular language. And those people have been uh, having translated translators visiting their region since the 1960s. And this, was it March or Ma April? About then, yeah. yeah. This April, their New Testament was finished. Mm. So after 60 years of translation work, four generations of translators, they've got the New Testament in their own language. And we had a, a celebration service at school for this, and I got to hold one of these New Testaments in my hand. Mm. And it's just such an incredible thing to see mm. uh, because that's their mother tongue. That's, that's the way that they're going to read the scripture and understand it for themselves. Really exciting time. There's a few other families that were involved in this particular tribal group as well. There was someone that was doing some discipling work of new Christians which is very exciting. Um, and also another person that was doing some church planting. And so there was 120 small groups that were meeting throughout the region that had started to take the Bible as God's word and had applied that to their lives. 
and they'd started to reach out to their neighbouring tribes. So suddenly the people that were known to be brutal, to be quite blunt at times, were known as people of peace, people that had the word of life. Um, and this, this changed the way that they interacted with it. So there's one story about one tribal group that has been impacted by some of the families at school. So this second one, um, there's also a, uh, another family at, uh, from our school. The guy on the left is one of the executive um, team members of the school as well. His wife was just such a powerhouse and one of my prayer points in my prayer diary is that I pray that God would raise up a hundred of her because she's just such a dynamo. And um, so she was very much involved in um, overseeing a translation project for another um, group of people. And she... Um, actually, can we flick to the next one? Oops. This is our photo. Oops, oh, sorry. Oh, one back. Yep, so <laughs> you can do That's our mob taking selfies together. Um, and so, next photo. So here she is distributing... Um, uh, audio Bibles for this because not everybody within that community could read um, but they did also run literacy projects. Um, next slide. Uh, this is the church and the youth group that, um, that uh, the people that she was supporting were running and they um, another, this church was reaching out to a lot of other local churches to try and care for their pastors because these pastors in provincial areas were often quite under-supported and under-cared for and uh, faced a whole ton of challenges, including, you know, just helping a whole lot of very poor people through earthquakes and tsunamis and, not tsunamis, earthquakes and typhoons and, you know, supporting them. And so then she was helping this church to support these extra, these other pastors as well and caring for them. Mm -hmm. So we just, we love uh, this family and we pray for God to be raising up as many of them as he can <laughs> and sending them out within within the Philippines. Yeah. And uh, this, oh yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. And this, so this is the, the pastor. Uh, pastor Roy is the one uh, sitting on my right, your left. Uh, this is after a particularly spicy meal. You'll notice that I'm looking a little bit red. But <laughs> Pastor Roy, who's used to spices, he's, he's standing in front of the doorway. His daughter, Pri Pri, they're translators. And so uh, even though they're tribal group, has the New Testament, they're now translating the Old Testament. And pray for them, please, because they're into the minor prophets, so things get a little bit hairy. But we were talking about uh, translation and how difficult it was, and he, he started to talk about a passage that I think you might know. I know that you've been studying John this year, and so we just asked, well, Tell me a little bit about what you do. How do you get from an English translation to an Bonobo translation? And he said, well, it helps that I speak a few other languages. And I said, how many languages do you speak? And he said, oh, eight. But that includes Greek and Hebrew. Oh, I thought, <laughs> my goodness. There's another one of those stages where I was the only one in the room that only spoke one language. And I said, what about the Lamb of God? You don't have any sheep here. What do you do for that? Do you, do you say pig? Because that's the sacrificial animal. And he said, oh, no, no, no. We don't do that. And so he talked me through the fact that they used the trade language. And the trade language had the, the, the word for lamb. And so they, they could import that. 
and then Spanish. in in the the yes. Spanish trade language, and and so then that would become a footnote, you know, four-legged white animal, fluffy, and all that sort of thing. But even if you get the lamb out of that verse, have a look at it again. That one verse, you've got such big theological ideas. There's a lot of work. So as you hear about people translating, please pray for them. It takes a long time. It's very complicated. Um, but the impact that it can have is just remarkable. Mm. Yeah. So we want to give you guys some time to talk to each other now, just for a few minutes. Um, We've all had, like all of us, right, have had a tumultuous three years and we are, none of us are living in the same world that we were when we last saw each other. And I want to give you guys a minute each to have a chat to each other. If you could give advice to your 2019 self, knowing, knowing what you now know is the next few years are going to hold, what advice would you give to yourself? So have a chat to the person next to you just for a minute. Um, if I was going to hear any murmurs about investing in Zoom or perhaps in Kleenex tissue, yeah, or some such. As it has been for you guys, it also was quite a uh, tumultuous time for us, um, partly because of COVID. And then um, within the first three months of arriving, we had a spate of some fairly major earthquakes that happened. Uh, a few months later, the kids... Um, uh, outdoor Education Week um, had to move because uh, the week before they, they were due to be there, the mountain they were meant to be on erupted and 70,000 people got evacuated from the area. And then in 2020, we went into, March 2020, went into lockdown and it was a very strict lockdown um, and a very long lockdown. Um, and then at, right at the end, in our last few months there, we had two members of staff pass away unexpectedly. Um, quite, yeah quite sadly. So it was just, it was, it was a crazy time. And I think we were talking about this as um, if we had to look back and give some advice to ourselves before we started, um, it probably would have been spent a lot of time getting to know God in his word and getting to know who he is. Um, 
I'm particularly getting to know uh, who he re- as he reveals himself in the Psalms. Like, I just think it's such a gift for us, particularly, like, I'm, I'm not of Jewish origin, I'm a Gentile, and it's such a privilege, I think, for me, that when Jesus takes us into his family, he not only gives us the hope of heaven and the presence of the Holy Spirit and his words and his hope and his comfort, but he also brings us into the heritage of the Jewish people, and so... We get to read the Psalms and we get to see God is our hope. You know, that becomes our words as well, right? What a heritage that he, he brings us into. Mm. Um, and so for, I think for me, probably the point where, that I felt most fearful was um, early on during COVID, Al was probably among the first to get COVID within our school community and um, there's a, there's a number, the CT cycle on the PCR test. And if your CT cycle is really low, it means you've got a high viral load. And, you've got, um, sign- and his numbers were below 25, which meant he had a significant risk of hospitalisation and intubation. And um, by the grace of God, he didn't get that sick and just was managed, able to quarantine at home. But we didn't know what the future would hold. And so I remember seeing those numbers and thinking, and I made my children... Uh, Memorize Psalm 46, the first three verses of Psalm 46. Um, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And we will not fear, though the earth give way, and though the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. And I made my girls memorize that, because we didn't know if our mountain was going to fall into the heart of the sea. Do you know? We didn't know um, what was before us or not. And I wanted my children to know in that time that whatever happens, whatever we go through, God is our refuge. Are they the most beautiful four words, right? You could just cling on to that forever and a day. Like it's just such a beautiful um, promise from God. And um, so I think, yeah, so these, these words, if that would be the advice I would give ourselves, would be to really... Um, spend time in the Psalms and spend time knowing who God was because as we found, like, as we, as we live in the midst of the chaos, knowing God as our very present help, knowing God that, uh, as the Psalms goes on later to say that he is always with us, is kind of felt like it placed us in the eye of a storm, that we, there was chaos all around and yet God was present. Mm-hmm. He was with us. And that was just... You know, amazing. I'm so thankful for his grace to us um, in that. And I think the last, um, there's so many, I just love, love this. Um, um, but this, you know, images of, of the peaceful river, and despite the chaos of the sea, there's a river that brings joy and holiness and that we get to be participating in that. And that, um, in the last couple of verses of that psalm where it says, be still and know that I am God. And it was certainly for us a time of enforced stillness in many ways. And yet a time where we said, saw God doing amazing things, like in that um, group with the pink building that saw 120 groups, small groups coming to read the Bible together, like in their, in their areas of far-flung areas that had where they were still able to meet. And, um, you know, amazing. Like, God, how can you do that? And a group that you would think is totally outside of of you know interested in in the Lord Jesus and yet he's he was he was just doing his thing so that idea of be still and know that I am God I will be exalted in the nations so that idea that he he was doing his work and 
You know, he, he had his plans, he had his purposes, and we needed to stop and rest and be still and trust him um, in the midst of that. So that's, uh, that would be my advice uh, to my former self if I was doing that exercise, of really knowing God, that he is God and we are not, and we, and we don't fear because he is, he is with us. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Shall I just pray? Yeah. yeah let, let me just pray. Lord, we want to give you thanks so much that in the midst of chaos, you are our order. You are our safe place, our refuge that we can cling to. Lord, we know that we only see in part, but that you see in whole, that you have a clear plan for this world and for us, and that we can trust you, that we can be at peace while everything around us is chaotic. We give you thanks that you are a promise keeper and that as we dwell in your words, we can see your promises and trust in them and, and plant ourselves, establish ourselves in your promises. Lord, uh, in the Philippines, we, we saw you work in wondrous ways, ways that we could not imagine. We know that you take delight in surprising your people. And we thank you that we were able to be there and to witness it and to tell a little bit about some of those surprising, delightful things that happened. Lord, we do want to pray that you might help us, whatever the future is in Australia, that you might help us to remember that you are our refuge, you are our strength, you're our ever-present help in trouble, and that no matter what happens, your plans will come about. And that as we seek you and live life your way, that we can be assured of that, that we can rest in your peace. And we pray all this in your dear Son's name. Amen.